Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Series 2 of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm a sales and mindfulness coach, trainer, consultant, and speaker. I work with corporate sales teams and leaders, along with startup business owners passionate about what they do, but wanting to up their sales game. My main mission is helping us all become more mindful of how we elevate our performance, perspective, and potential. If you want to know more, then look me up on LinkedIn. Chris Hatfield, always happy to chat. So if you're new to Not Another Sales Podcast, here's what to expect. It's aimed at giving you insights into how you can be successful within the world of sales, whether that's your career or your own business. We go deeper into the thought process and mindset needed for success when selling and when running a business, not just the skills and output. So if you're looking for a podcast with a difference that starts with the mind in mind, this is for you. So enough about me, let's get started. On this episode, I'm joined by Russ Avery and Tim Brown. Russ is a specialist B2B marketeer for sustainability-focused businesses and is the marketing and strategy director at Avery and Brown. Tim is an experienced B2B and B2C graphic designer and digital creative and is the creative and digital director at Avery and Brown. And Russ, Tim and I are going to be talking all about turning bright ideas into business. We're going to start by talking about Russ and Tim's stories around how ideas have formed for them, what stops people from turning ideas into actions, the ingredients that go into making a great idea, and how they've been able to turn some of theirs into businesses with advice of how you can do the same. So if you have an idea or a passion and you're listening to this and want to turn it into a sustainable business, this is for you. So let's get started. Russ and Tim, welcome. How are you? Hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. Good, thanks. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Uh, thanks for being the first duo on Not Another Sales Podcast. Oh, wow. We feel uh, that's, that's great. It's great news. Yeah, very uh, <laughs> honoured. Yeah, honoured. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Russ and Tim, for, for people that are just tuning into this and maybe not too familiar with, with either of yourselves, it would be great for you to give them a bit of a, a backstory, some some ideas in, in which of what you do and your story, really. Yeah, sure. Shall I go first, Tim? Absolutely. So um, my name is Russ Avery. I'm a, I'm a specialist marketing consultant for um, for sustainability focused businesses. Um, I've worked in within marketing and sustainability for uh, just over a decade now, actually, um, which makes me feel very old. Um, but yeah, uh, two years ago, I uh, almost exactly, in fact, two years ago, I uh, I left my London job to to go solo and to go it alone and start up. Uh, Russ Avery Consulting Limited, and just do what I was doing already for um, for a range of different clients, and uh, and I haven't looked back since. And uh, I think we'll talk more about the various things we're involved in later on. So I'll um, I'll pass over to Tim and let him introduce himself. Um, so my name's Tim Brown. Uh, my background is in creative uh, graphic design. I did my degree at uni in branding and packaging. And, um, uh, you know, my, my father will be happy that I still use those degree skills today <laughs> um, and that uni wasn't a complete waste of time. Uh, I then moved from uni, graduated and uh, joined a, uh, an agency as a junior designer. Um, we were all made redundant, unfortunately, a couple of years later, and I joined another agency. And my focus has always been on creative and branding, uh, graphic design, and then more more recently, a, a focus on digital and digital creative. And then in May of last year, I left uh, my previous agency 
and 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 decided to go out alone as a digital consultant, uh, rapidly growing pretty quickly, and then and then meeting Russ, which we'll probably dive into as as Russ said a little bit further into the into the podcast, um, and, and haven't looked back. It was an, a, a great decision to do. Um, so yeah, it's uh, the rest is sort of history, as they say. Great, great. Well, again, thank you both for for joining me. It's uh, it's I'm really looking forward to to getting your insights into what we're talking about today and um, and hearing your experiences as well. Yeah, great. Us too. So when I came across, obviously, Russ, uh, we, we both met technically and Tim um, at Entrepreneurs Business Live back a few months ago now, probably longer. It's, it's time flies, as we all know. Um, you know, what I heard from what you guys were talking about was that you've, you've n- repeatedly sort of found ways to turn ideas into action, into businesses. And you know, I think a lot of us have ideas. We hear people say, I was thinking of doing that. You know, you have friends that, oh, I thought of Uber, I thought of this, I thought of that. And it, I, I believe, and I'd love to get your opinions on this, I, I don't think it's always the ideas that stop success. It's the action behind it. Is that everyone is capable of an idea. It's just the practicality of, of going and doing it. So, you know, throughout this conversation, I'd love to hear your take on that and, and how you've both actioned ideas. But I suppose, first of all, well, I'd love to understand there's this idea and excuse the pun that it, ideas happen out of nowhere sometimes and how did you get yours and do you agree with that or, or is there a difference of opinion there yeah it's a really good question and we've got as you said we've got different examples to draw upon here each of which have their uh their own different story to it so hopefully that will be valuable to your listeners but um I mean if we start with uh if we start with us kind of getting together as as avery and brown um that that Mm. one happened very organically um because um when i when i met tim very quickly i started using him as a as a subcontractor um so he started fulfilling graphic design related projects for for my clients um and then we um we quickly realized well hang on a sec there's a there's a there's an opportunity here to to get together and start an agency and uh if you can find someone who who you enjoy doing it with and who you get along with, then it's just a lot more fun. But to mm. I, I can answer your question with that because in terms of the idea, you know, we still could have not taken action and followed through on that and carried on as we were. So for Avery and Brown, it was very much uh, a natural, organic thing that happened. But we still had a couple of away days in inverted commas, didn't we? Yeah. To uh, to cancel all client delivery, um, get in a room together and put loads of post-its up on the wall and just really plan it out, didn't we, Tim? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, the, it was, the task was was really well, you know, we, we, we worked really hard to make sure that we could understand what would make us different um, to the other design and creative and digital marketing agencies out there um, and, and how we would position ourselves within the market, you know, where we're based in Surrey and Farnham, uh, there are a lot of marketing businesses. There are a lot of creative agencies, um, but what would we, we wanted to try and understand what would make us different, and then and then move forward on that. Um, and so we, we've had a number of away days, as Russ said, to be able to try and understand those sorts of things. Come up with some branding of our own, you know, a, a landing page to direct people to, all that sort of you know fundamental technical stuff that you need. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it, it was a very natural organic process to, to join forces and to, and to put both of our sets of services under that one, one sort of brand name. Mm, yeah. And you, you alluded to it there, Tim, around 
um, this this piece, particularly around Farn, and there's there's a lot of competition. I think you know I didn't touch on it at the start, but I think that's one of the right reasons why people these days have ideas and they might have a passion as well. But then they think there's so many other people doing it, and they sort of live in a place of, of scarcity. Mm. What? How? How did you become very clear about your what your differentiator was in terms of you know what it is, but how did you get to that point? Was it that day in the room, just writing down on post-it notes? Like, did it come from your passion, or was it something that you just chatted about and go yeah that's it i think it actually took us <laughs> that particular part took us the best part of the day uh, after lunch yeah. with um uh, f- full on some full on some food and it was really really difficult to get to that point you know to, to to figure out our positioning statement to understand what we were to other people what we could provide our clients the kind of clients we want to work with so identifying all of that sort of stuff to be able to move forward for the future and the growth of the business was actually really tricky and I think what differentiates us is you know I've got agency experience and Russ has got in-house experience from an agency uh, perspective Um, and I think you know what makes us that little bit different is 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 us is the fact that we we we, we do get it and and perhaps maybe a lot of people might also say the same thing but we we're, we're we're really passionate about helping those businesses with with absolutely no bs behind any of it no no false economy stuff it's it's all straight down the line um, and and I'm trying to figure all that sort of stuff out was difficult, uh, and to be able to to, to understand where where we were going to be positioned in and amongst a heck of a lot of competition. Um, and what we this this will seem anyone listening to this who's you know from a, a bigger city like London where there are loads of loads of marketing and creative agencies that are huge and uh, amazing and really know what they're doing. This will sound so obvious, but what we realised was that. You know, we want to go uh, bigger and go global, but starting local, we realized that actually, yes, there are a lot of creative and digital marketing agencies in Farnham and the surrounding area. But honestly, a lot of them are pretty old school and don't seem to have um, people in it who are really keeping up with the rapid pace of digital marketing. And so their, their clients were suffering as a result. So our first client we won, you know, the, the two of us replaced a, uh, a 10, 15 person strong marketing agency because they were seriously un- mm-hmm. under delivering. Yeah. So, um, so that was an amazing win for us. And, uh, and it's because of the passion that Tim mentioned earlier for, you know, for our trade, you know, we both love digital marketing, uh, graphic design, creative branding, all of it. We're, we're complete geeks for it. So that really comes through in, in the work we do for our clients. Yeah, yeah, and what, and what do you think is is important to to when you have this idea? You mean you've, passion is very clearly coming through in this conversation, but um, you know, for people sitting there, it might be like, oh, I'm a bit of a procrastinator. Like, did either of you find that, and how did you overcome that that piece? Uh, we're still trying to work that one out, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so when we we do honestly, though, we uh, we are two people who definitely need to work hard to get in the zone, um, unlike mm-hmm. some people you know, who have this incredible focus to it. The, the passion can be your worst enemy in some ways because we'll, um, you know, one of us asks the other one a question about something to do with work, but it then turns into a half-hour conversation, you know, mm. uh, and then suddenly half an hour's gone because you've been chatting. Yeah. Um, so we, we've we got much better, and it's literally just a case of uh, setting ground rules between us or putting our headphones on or or whatever because um yeah the passion can also be be your worst enemy as far as kind of procrastination is concerned 
Mm-hmm. I think also we're never short of ideas, which I think creatives and marketers are always guilty of. So we'll have an idea and then pretty much execute it straight away rather than, rather than, rather than <laughs> maybe taking a step back and, and, and prioritizing a few bits and pieces. But again, that is down to the, down to the passion side of things. Yeah. I suppose well, I see a, a massive benefit in, in, I know that that can, people can look at that and go, you know, sometimes it might not work, but at least getting things out there and actioning it sort of moves it forward. I think sometimes people sit on an idea for too long and they build it up to do something bigger and more challenging in their mind. And they tell more people about the idea before they've started and they'll get more naysayers. It's a bit like, um, you know, strange analogy this, but if you tell people the name of your child before it's born, people will always critique it. And then you're like, Oh, I shouldn't call it that. But if you, Tell people after it's born what it's called. No one says that. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I've just thought that now on the spot. That is not prepared. Never used that before. Well, another, another example, um, Chris, is, and this is quite apt because, yeah. as you said earlier, we met at Entrepreneur Business Live. And, um, you know, if you look at Richard, Richard Moore's um, Facebook group, when, he, when he's asking his audience uh, questions about their their ideas for their business or their startup or something people will jump in the comments straight away and write loads of stuff and then uh richard obviously you know knowing his stuff will be like okay but what's stopping you and then there's and then surprise yeah. surprise there's this kind of silence, silence. <laughs> and it's like yeah exactly <laughs> you've got you've got all the ideas and all the talk and what is stopping you and i forgive me because i'm probably jumping ahead to one of your future questions now but all the all the usual i would say excuses come up which is um someone else is already doing it i don't know how to do this differently um i now's not the right time or i haven't got the time mm-hmm. um uh, and people will be out there listening and be like yeah but that's true um and i think what you'll find is that it's it's actually not it is just another excuse because you can always carve out that time somehow so you know, my life was already incredibly busy, uh, you know, with, with family, kids, um, all that kind of stuff, uh, before I started to do, uh, Russ Avery Consulting, Renewability, LinkedIn Local Farnham, which we can talk about, uh, later, because the idea for that was born out of something completely different. So, so people will just give themselves excuses for why they're, why they're not actually starting and taking action on this amazing idea that they've had. And then that is the difference between them and, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, who started Amazon in his bedroom or, or whatever, because, yeah. you know, people say, oh, I had that idea, like you said earlier. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think having worked together, it's been easy, easier to turn that idea into a business? And what challenges have come along the way from, from doing it together? Because I suppose from what I see is it's good to have someone who's accountable to you, who's a, who's a business partner. But I suppose there might have been some things along the way that are actually like, oh, didn't expect this to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're each other's accountability partner, so we're we're both quite within each other's rights to be able to sort of, you know, bark at the other one if something hasn't particularly been done or if it's been forgotten or, you know, to make sure that you know we try and post on LinkedIn every day as everybody says it should be consistent, mm-hmm. but sometimes that's not always manageable. Um, and also, I mean, it is manageable, but you've got to make sure that what you're creating and you're publishing is of value. So we don't just want to publish any old stuff. Um, so, you know, we, with regards to being that sort of accountability partner, we do, we do, we do hold each other 
to account on that on that aspect and especially when it comes to client work you know we've got six seven joint clients that we're working with at the moment so you know being able to and it's mm-hmm. just the two of us we do use some outsourced stuff uh, outsourced people but the majority of the time is us that's the delivering it so that's the consultancy the ideas the actual delivery the follow-up um you know all those sorts of things the meetings the the, the, the team talks so to be able to keep on top of each other with regards to, you know, the workflow and hitting deadlines, then we definitely push each other down that route. Yeah. 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 And, and what do you think going back to Russ, when you mentioned about all these reasons why people don't do things, what was, can you remember the main one or one or two things for each of you that was the biggest sort of limiting belief or fear that you had right at the very beginning? Before you even started yeah definitely that's that's a really good question and i can remember mine mine was um well, well so firstly it was the desire to leave was based on <clears throat> plateauing and getting bored and uh, uh mm-hmm. not not seeing where the the excitement in the kind of future of staying in the nine to five was um but the biggest uh the biggest limiting belief was definitely um imposter syndrome so uh, you know, I'm good at my job, but am I good enough to go it alone? Uh, be my own boss, start my own business. Uh, you know, be solely responsible for doing business development with clients and delivering all the work and this kind of stuff. You know, they're not sure I can do that. Um, I definitely told myself the time one as well. So, uh, now's a terrible time to do it. I've got three small kids, um, mortgage, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and honestly, I can't stress enough to to your listeners out there that I'm so glad I just convinced myself uh, to get over all of those fears and do it because it was one of the best decisions I've ever made, and I haven't looked back. And it was only two years ago, but I feel like it was I feel like it was ages ago because it's just unlocked so many doors, so many opportunities, you know, including this one and sitting here now on a podcast with you, um, and yeah it's just you've and and don't get me wrong guys it's not easy at all to get over those fears but it's just about finding a way to do it and hopefully people are achieving that now by listening to people on podcasts like this and hearing the experiences of those who have done it and uh hopefully they'll slowly but surely convince themselves that actually yeah you know i'm i'm gonna go for this and give it a shot Mm. I what mean, for me, I was I was at my with my previous team, uh, previous agency for about eight or nine years. So I was there for quite a while. And we, we were a small, you know, very intimate team of three or four of us. And I still have good relationships with with that team. Uh, funnily enough, they're just on the other side of the car park to where we have our co-working space that Russ and I work out of, which, again, we'll probably talk about a little bit later on. But I um, it got to the point where I, I, I my creative role wasn't really being fulfilled and I needed to go out and do something else. So I did look around, did look at some other agencies to go and join. And um, the fear for me was, was, was always going to be, am I going to make enough money? I have a good set of Farnham connections, a good set of local connections in and around sort of Surrey area and, and, uh, and that side of things. So um, it was always going to be, how am I going to build this business? What services am I going to offer? And I think for a graphic designer, it's quite difficult to get repeat business. Once you've designed a brochure and you've printed it, for instance, that's kind of the client's kind of gone until they might need something else along the down the line. Whereas I was trying to understand mm-hmm. how I might be able to turn these clients into 
uh, into a retained client where I'm doing a lot of work for them over the month or they had a set amount of projects that they needed to achieve throughout the year. So that was always going to be my going to be my my sort of worry as to how we'd, how to go about that and fulfill that pipeline. And then, you know, meeting Russ yeah. at the right time um, and other marketers that I, I work with who do need continuous support for their clients who don't have a graphic design uh, role or, you know, fulfillment there uh, was, it all happened quite seamlessly. It was good. Mm. Yeah. And, and listening to you guys, I mean, um, just to give you some info. And then that's what, you know, we want your listeners to, to get, which is that once you've made that leap, you will suddenly find this new energy and yeah. motivation inside yourself because you are, you know, the buck stops with you on everything. You've you've got to go out and mm-hmm. find yourself enough work that month to to pay yourself and to to cover your your costs, whatever they may be. Um, you've got to go out and build up the pipeline. So you you will then develop all these different skills. You know, maybe you weren't um, a great networker before. Well, trust me, guys, if you're going to start your own business, you need to get good at that. Yeah. Um, I'm afraid that is just a reality. You will need to get good at um, putting yourself out there more, attending network events like Entrepreneur Business Live, um, taking online conversations offline, meeting people in person for a coffee. And to kind of come a bit full circle here, you know, what Tim and I have done now is really make the most of all the opportunities available to us in the local area. So we are the co-hosts of LinkedIn Local Farnham, which is um, now Farnham's biggest networking community yeah. of over 135 people on our on our entire mailing list and, you know, 45 people at every event. And to, to come back to your Great. question about ideas, Chris, so LinkedIn Local Farnham was born out of uh, frustration. So that's another thing I'd, I'd love to mm-hmm. tell the listeners about, which is if you're frustrated about something, whatever it may be, um, you could you could pretty much do two things. You could be annoyed, upset, and complain about it, or you could be annoyed, upset, and complain about it and take action. So I just after I went solo, I went to a local Farnham networking event. I, I went to kind of three weeks running of the free trial that you got before you had to sign up to be a member. I found it very cliquey and stuffy and a bit old fashioned and it really wasn't for me. So I was a bit disheartened by that because mm-hmm. um, I was quite excited that I'd found a local networking thing, but then it, it turned out to be rubbish. So uh, off the back of it, I thought, well, I'll do my own. And I, I knew LinkedIn local from having attended the, the, the London event and from knowing uh, uh, Alexandra Galvez and Anna McAfee. Um, so I set up LinkedIn Local Farnham. We did the first event in January 2019. So it's just over a year old. Uh, 30 people turned up to that. Uh, Tim Tim was there. That's where we first met, as he said earlier. Yeah. Uh, uh, he then joined me as co-host from May May 2019 onwards. And as I said, now it's like uh, almost 150 strong. Mm. Nice. Great story. Great story. So I suppose this kind of links into this question, um, Russ, and, and for you, Tim, as well. When when actioning an idea, what, what are some of the things you need to consider? Because, of course, you know, we talked about it on him, you know, not procrastinating, but at the same time, at no point am I trying to encourage everyone here going, right, if you really want to do this, go and quit your jobs today and, and leave and start. Like, what are, I suppose, what are some of the things you need to consider before before actioning it? So I guess that's some. Yeah. Well, I, I this is a funny one because I, I neither Tim or I are particularly... 
uh, money driven. You know, I, I wouldn't work in sustainability if I was driven by money because that's totally the wrong gig to be in. Um, but basically, uh, yeah. we've got to say it as the first one. So, is is your idea commercially viable? Like, have you have you sat down and done even if it's just some very basic sums about your what your immediate pipeline is likely to be, what your day rate is going to be, and therefore you know what you think you can you know you know can you make a success out of it in say your first three three to six months so that you can continue to support yourself and your family if you've got one after you've quit your job so it would be remiss of us definitely not to say the commercial viability of your idea first and then uh there are plenty of others yeah i mean you would also you you know you'd want to do as much research as possible to make sure that there was a space in the market or whatever market you might be going into so surveys um you know you get loads of data from you know things like facebook you can get loads of data from uh, you know loads of statistic websites you could do surveys you could do you know mailchimps all those sorts of things out to a database to try and understand and ask questions about that particular type of product or service to understand where you would fit within the market um and that could that could just be asking your friends and family 100 percent. would you use this product would you buy it would you buy it monthly you know if it was a you know a commerce product or a you know a consumer-based product for instance um and I, i think it's just about understand understanding those points uh to make sure that it's completely viable because you'll have 10 ideas and maybe only one will work um so yeah Great, great. And and I suppose, not finally, but one of the questions is, how would you, to sum all this up, how would you encourage others to act on their ideas? If they're sitting here listening to this and it's either like they're frustrated, they feel stale, or they feel like there's a problem, um, what what can they go and do right now? Uh, you know, honestly, this, this is so basic, but it, it works for us. I would, uh, I would go down to WH Smith, other stationery shops are available uh, and uh, I buy a pack of Sharpies and a massive pack of post-it notes, uh, find a big blank wall or a whiteboard and just absolutely go to town on it and uh, do do like a spider diagram where you keep asking yourself why. Um, and there's that famous thing where if you, well, not only start with why for your idea, I'm not talking about that. That's great too. But uh, if you keep asking yourself why, you know, by the time you've answered that five times on something, you'll get down to the root of the of the problem that your product or service is trying to solve. Um, uh, just map it all out. No idea is a bad idea. Um, just start taking action. Um, you know, yeah. write, uh, start notes on your phone. Keep voice memos to yourself so that you're when you're walking along. Because I, I, I'm sure everyone else is like this. I, I find ideas come to me at the most inconvenient moments. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. In the so, shower. <laughs> uh, get that, keep that. However you do it, doesn't matter whether you're old school pen and paper or uh, you like your phone, get into it, find what works for you, get into your habit. Um, for me, there's no one thing that works for me. I'm the kind of guy who writes it on my, in the notes app on my phone and on a notepad and yeah. on a post-it note when I go back to the office. Because yeah. I'm like, I need to remember this. So as long as it's in three different places, then I won't yeah. forget. And I'd have to agree. I would just just go out and do it. If you're, if you're in a position where you can, you know, perhaps it's the next idea or next business idea or you want to go alone, you want to quit your job or you want to 
create a, you know a new product or you want to sell you know t-shirts or whatever it would be i don't know then it would all be about just conviction just go ahead and do it come up with those ideas as russ said uh, get those ideas on paper understand if they're going to work understand how much money you need to make on a monthly basis for the next three to six months to provide for you your family or whatever it might be and, and and just be confident there is so many resources out there as well there are podcasts youtube videos there's online free online courses to help you get into that that mode um and 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 just go for it just be confident and go for it I, definitely that would be my advice and um finally it's uh, never underestimate the the power of small small amounts of time um that you might be able to fit in to work on it because just do the maths if you if you manage to do 30 minutes just 30 minutes a day five days a week on your side hustle or your idea uh you know after three months you've done about 30 solid hours uh developing that idea and and bringing it to life so it, it makes a big difference when you add it all up yeah definitely definitely and, and a question for, for each of you as well here over particularly over the last two years i suppose what do you think you've learned most about yourself uh that's a good question <laughs> <laughs> i'll let tim go first oh no terrible I may I maybe learn about oh, each other oh, as well. Actually, I definitely don't answer that. <laughs> it's too early for that. Um, what, have I, what have I learned most about myself? Um, it's, it's, it is a really good question, actually. My previous uh, agency, I was lucky enough to have a, a coach within the business, and um, I was always one of those sort of um, vanity-driven, arrogant creatives. And if my work wasn't liked by the client, then I would sort of have a bit of a throw my toys out of the pram as it were i've certainly take i've certainly taken a step back from that side of things and that way of thinking and that sort of mentality um and 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 that, that coach allowed me to draw that sort of angst out ever so slightly so I, i've definitely learned more to take a step back to understand get a bit get better briefs mm-hmm. understand the business much better rather than being very reactionary uh and and i think that certainly now translates across when we do work with our clients because we, we sort of take a step back. We ask the so what factors, we ask the why factors, and then we can deliver something which actually answers the brief or actually answers a question uh, much better rather than it just being a clever, creative piece of, you know, brochure design or a website or something along those lines. So I've certainly learned over the last couple of years to take a step back and even more so in the last six months because I can't mm-hmm. afford to make an error with a client uh, because that's a relationship lost and potentially an invoice not paid. Uh, so for me, it's about just taking that mm. step back and just listening a little bit more and, and understanding understanding things a little bit better. Uh, so for me, that's probably that's probably my answer. For me, I uh, it's a funny one. I would honestly have to say it's about I've learned to well, I've gained confidence is probably what I'm trying to say. If you there'll be loads of people out there who can resonate with this. I I know it when you're working for someone and you've got a boss, if they are not a really good supportive boss who, in fact, you know, the word boss is, is that's the whole problem with it. They should be a leader, not a boss. Um, Then it can really Mm -hmm. knock your confidence because they could, you know, they might be, you know, they might not treat you very well. They might be, they might even be a bit of a bully. They might really knock your confidence and they, there'll be loads of people out there who will think that they're not necessarily that good at what they do because of their leadership or their line manager and who they report to. Um, and then that can be a barrier to them ever doing their own thing, of course. So it's kind of 
ties in quite nicely. But I've realised that what? No, actually, you know what? I I am really good at what I do, and I know that sounds very arrogant, but I don't mean it in that way because anyone out there who's thinking of starting yeah. their own thing, well, you're going to need to be good at what you do if you want to make a success out of it, you know. And I've realised that I am. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here two years further down the line and still going strong with, you know, with sixteen clients or whatever I've got. I, I would have, it would have failed, and I'd be back mm-hmm. uh, a nine to five somewhere else. So, um, so the gain in confidence uh, since starting two years ago has definitely been a, a big thing for me. Great, great. Well, you know, Russ and Tim, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really interesting getting your your experiences and your insights and, and your personal thanks for having us well. it's um, an honor to be you know your first um double act <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah thank, <laughs> thanks a lot and, chris um, we've had a great time <laughs> chatting with you yeah you're welcome you're welcome and um where can people find out about all this great stuff that you're doing where's the best places to to link in with you and to to find out about some of these projects so we're both very active on linkedin so you'll you'll find us on linkedin uh at russ avery and at tim brown um our website for our joint stuff that we're just starting to do together is averyandbrown.com um it's also at avery and brown on instagram and we've both got our own websites, uh, russavery.com and timbrown.work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I mean, that, they're the main ones, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. Oh, and and if anyone's listening who local. might be local to Farnham or in the Surrey area, it's obviously we've got LinkedIn Local Farnham Networking. So that's linkedinlocalfarnham.com. Um, uh, we also, we didn't mention, but we'll quickly mention now, sorry, Chris, uh, is we opened up a co working space in Farnham called The Space co-working um and you can uh, you can join that annually and rent a desk and all that sort of good stuff but we work from that space um it was something which was definitely needed in our local area so come and uh, say hi yeah mm-hmm. great well guys thank you so cool. much again. Cheers, Chris. thank you very much you're welcome and for the listeners thanks for tuning in to another episode of not another sales podcast Hey people, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to find out more and connect with me, you can find me on LinkedIn under Chris Hatfield, H-A-T-F-I-E-L-D, or on my website, www.notanothersalesguy.com. That's www.notanothersalesguy.com. Stay tuned in future for some courses and free content on there as well. But for now, have a good one and I'll catch you soon.